butcher a load of people and then sit down for a chat on a beach. Welcome to the Rock Paper Shotgun Electronic Wireless Show. It is episode 60, October 10th. I'm joined this week uh, by Matt Cox. Hello. I, 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 we don't have my usual co-host, Alice Bale, in. She's ill. It's just the two of us. She sounds like a kind of unhealthy vampire right now. So she can't talk to us. We had a team call this morning, and we all told her to 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 stop. Um, <laughs> but no, she's she's powering through. Go to bed, Alice. What are we talking about this week? Uh, there's nowhere to ease into it. Um, we're talking about panic. 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 That's good. I, I thought maybe I could scare you by saying panic loudly enough. Uh, I am terrified. That's but you don't. No, it doesn't seem to have worked. <laughs> um, we're talking about panic. Games that make you panic. What's the most panicked you've ever been in a game, Brendy? That I'm the one who asks the questions. What are you doing? Uh, you flipping well... the script on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most panicked I've ever felt in a game. Uh... It's probably a scary game, mm-hmm. um, but I can't. I could. I couldn't say right now what it would be. Feels like a scary game would get me panicked. Um, a game that really panics me all the time is Duskers, because it panics you. You. you in Duskers, it's the one where you type in commands and your little robots go through a spaceship and get things. But there's monsters and aliens lurking in the spaceship as well. Mm. And if you panic in Duskers, you just start typing things badly. <laughs> and you just, you mess up your commands and stuff. And you can't get your robots out in time. And you can't think because your brain goes into lockdown. You don't know what you're supposed to type. And you just kind of freeze. So it's it's unlike the normal panic. In a panic in a, like a horror game, first person game, you, you panic and you run and you do everything. You press all the buttons. But panic in Duskers is like, just freezing up and not knowing what to do or how to act. Mm. It's a fun one because it's where it's one where the monsters are just you're seeing everything through the feed from your drones, and like the monsters are just sort of vague blobs that you only like not even blobs but sort of ships, indistinct shapes and clouds. Um, so you know it's that classic horror trick where the monster mainly exists in your imagination. But yeah, that feeds beautifully into the panicked typing that I have done too. Yeah, it's just like play, you know, pressing, open the door, open the door, but you're pressing the, you're opening the wrong door over and over. <laughs> it's just this door on the other side of the ship going. Psh, poo, psh, poo, psh, poo. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a really good game to feel competent at when you when you get a string of like, you know, when you start learning the hotkeys for it. Um, yeah, and all the, the alias things that you can do to make multiple things happen at once. Um, I I don't know if I ever got that advanced. <laughs> it's great, but uh, you, yeah. What was I going to say? You, you, the trick to Duskers is that you you don't you don't make that mistake to begin with. If you're in a stage of panic, it's almost like you've messed it up already. You know, isn't you there know? literally a panic command in that 
Uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought you, you can, could type like the word panic. And you could program. Good things. This is what the, the alias thing is. You can program uh, a certain word to do a certain number of things. So you could program the word panic so that you, when you type panic, it sends all of your drones back to the pod or whatever. Ah, uh, yeah. Sends them all home um, and opens Every all the Every game should whatever. have that. <laughs> um, yeah, panic button. <laughs> panic room droids get back to the panic room. Uh, what what else, what other games make what games make you panic? What's the most panicked you've been in a game? Um, I've 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 realised now. I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but it was definitely um, Amnesia, not the Dark Descent, but Machine, Machine for, Machine for Pigs, Pigs mm. which the piston room and there used to be video evidence of this, but nobody can find that now apart from me because I realised it was too embarrassing. <laughs> Why was it embarrassing? Because you squeal? I do. I squeal. Like, I don't just squeal, though. I, I, I whimperly squeal. <laughs> I, I make noises that I'd be, you know, incapable of reproducing ever again. Oh, um, why are you making it private? I want to see the video. Well, maybe I'll send it to you. <laughs> That feels unfair to our listeners. Oh, listeners, if you'd okay. like to see Matt, if you'd like to hear Matt's whimpering scream, let us know. I'll, Podcast I'll at rockpapershotgun.com I'll, <laughs> I'll rewatch it, and if I deem it not embarrassing enough, I'll let you put it in the notes. Come on, what's the harm of having a couple of thousand people laugh at your... your very like, pathetic, friendly. I think you don't, <laughs> you don't realise the extent of it yeah i mean it's it's funny because like machine for pigs isn't really held up as that scary a game right um and you know largely it's not but there's this one section where you're crawling through this piston room or slowly walking through it and something about the way it's set up or the way it was set up when i tried to get through it just meant I encountered things at the perfect moment for them to, you know, just the classic. A thing flies by me at just the wrong moment when I really, really don't want it to. And then there are these multiple, like, sections where it seems like it's inevitably going towards me and there's just absolutely no way out um, and nothing I can do. And then it, you know, tiptoes past me within, you know, if it, if it were real life, I could smell it. I'd be its breath would be on me and I just have to physically face away from it. It um, sounds like this really traumatised you. <laughs> I mean, it was... I guess that's the other thing about it. I must have been 16. So, yeah. you know, I didn't have the mental fortitude that I do now. I say that, I would probably be just as scared if I went and <laughs> tried to go through it again. <laughs> yeah, I remember... I, I got through it. I am... Um, um, I don't think I've ever felt relief in the same way as I did when I finally managed to uh, escape the piston room. But I don't think I ever went back to it, even though I was through the scariest bit. <laughs> I think that was where I stopped. There's a lot of games that if they scare you, you just you just don't bother going back. Yeah. Well, what other games are scary, like panicky scary, though? Subnautica sometimes makes me... Maybe panic's the wrong word, but I feel a bit of dread sometimes in Subnautica. I feel like I'm on the like I'm on the verge of panicking. Like if I go down down too deep into the water and there's some if there's a like an alien fish or creature that I don't recognise and looks a bit um you know, looks a bit hostile, like <laughs> naturally looks like a predator. I have a moment where I'm like, oh ho 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 and I wanna get away from it. I wanna get as far away from it. It's not like quite panicking yet but it's 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 just just on the edge of panic i mean are you so are you thinking of the leviathan type creatures i'm thinking of the big leviathan type creatures yeah they make me feel a bit of dread but you can always kind of see them or hear them from far off uh but also but also the there's weird teleporty creatures that make me very very uneasy they're like um they're just kind of like floating tentacles with glowing eyes and a scary ability to teleport across the, the well, see, sea. That's that's interesting, because I, I, I just found those kind of 
goofy. I probably had a couple of moments where I got, suddenly got teleported and one was in my face, and that would have that would have freaked me out a bit. But um, it's the Leviathans that really got me. Probably because I didn't. I was in situations where suddenly Leviathan, <laughs> and there's just this like you know a thing I've never gotten a proper look at. And um, maybe maybe that's a big part of it actually, because if you're sort of if you first see it from a distance. And you know you you can carefully tiptoe around it. I can imagine that being a very very different experience to suddenly looking up and getting the briefest of glimpses of these. Um, I can't even remember exactly what it looked like. It hasn't been seared into my memory, but <laughs> maybe maybe the panic has uh, did you ever overwhelmed. Get, did you ever get grabbed by one in your little ship? I didn't. I don't I, think. I did, and I remember exactly what it looks like. <laughs> it really is seared into my memory. Like the face of it, it's horrible. Yeah. See, I am remembering like multiple bits with that. Yeah, that that feeling of being chased by something that is definitely going to do horrible things to you. You you know, like there are a few other moments in games that can get me to sort of singularly not forget I'm in a. No, no, I think I will go as far to say as forget I'm in a game and, you know, it, it will, like, the whole of my being is focused on getting away from a thing. Um, Subnautica's definitely provided. I don't think it's... I don't think it's just the jump scariness of it, though. Well, I wouldn't Some, call that jump else. scary, though. It's, it's, it's a more, like, it, like, jump scares are like, whoa, and then you're done. Whereas this is a, you know, over a period of, you know, maybe a minute or more, you're... There's, it, it definitely is sneaking up on my reptilian brain and triggering that I need to get the hell out of here feeling. Jump scared me a couple of times. Bloody leviathans. <laughs> uh, what else? What killing else makes floor. you panic? Killing it's, floor. Um, the, the first person shooter about killing lots of things. Yes, about killing floors. Why they're does not floors, they're zombies. <laughs> They're, also, they're not even zombies. They're like specimens, and it makes a big deal out of that. Why does that make you panic? So it's it's um, it's very very good at putting you into situations that you can only just manage to escape from, and you're not necessarily running. You 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 might be because um, it has a system where you can weld doors shut. So. Like, the way you play it, or one way of playing it, is to sort of try and fortify a location. You, you, you're you with um, up to five other people as waves of zombies, like, storm, try and storm you. And then there comes this, like, this moment where you decide you need to break a break for it because they're going to overwhelm you. And so one person has to just sort of make that call and be like, all right, we're, we're going for it. We've got we've to get the hell out of here. And yeah, though, like being on the brink of destruction in killing floor matches is, yeah, definitely the most tense I've felt in in games. Yeah. Do you ever panic in a game so much that you just that everything goes wrong? Like panic to me feels like some, it it inevitably leads to your death or because you're not you're not calmly assessing anything you're just doing things by instinct i like, mean i'm thinking of like spray and pray panic in a shooter when there's lots of things on you and you just stop aiming down the sights and you just fire your bullets everywhere and try and get out of whatever you're in i'm sure that has happened to me i'm struggling to think of specific moments i mean the the moments that came to mind are when i like yeah those situations where you're in a hail of bullets and you fire wildly and somehow come out of it alive and you've shot exactly where you needed to. Those are good moments. A thing I was going to say about Killing Floor was um, it's one of the few games where you don't, like, when you've got the difficulty set right, like, it's a hard, you're only going to actually win it maybe one in four times. Um, so you, you've got to, like, survive for 14 rounds and yeah it's it's really rare that you'll actually make it out to the very end which 
puts this it, it you know i'm not used to 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 things in games in in that, those kind of games not being sort of inevitable successes most of the time and so i really liked how killing floor flipped that relationship yeah it makes it feels like something's at stake so you panic you get a sense of panic more easily mm, definitely and then when you those times when you do overcome it are immensely satisfying do you panic in hidden role games where you have to keep your cover in some way oh that's fun as i'm thinking of like spy parties laser spy party the game where one of you is a sniper and the other one is a spy walking around a room and you don't the sniper won't necessarily know who the spy is spy has to pretend to be an npc but the the sniper's laser is constantly like tracking and hovering over people in the room. So if you're the spy and you get this laser just pointing at your head, <laughs> it's there is an inter even if you don't move, there is this huge internal sense of panic. It's like, oh my god, I need to get away from this. Oh yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> but you don't I... want to necessarily move because you'd be giving yourself away if you panic. So you <sighs> just kind of stay there and you panic, but. Again, you're freezing up, but it's a freezing up that's going against your sense of panic. It's like you're trying to contain the panic. Mm, I love the... It's it's foolish that I haven't played Spy Party because it's so much my thing um, of, you know, trying to figure out what other people are thinking and, you know, the different ways your friends will react to having a laser on their face. And I love the idea of being, of being like, well, you know, this is Jim. I know he's going to he tends to freeze up in these situations or, you know, you might run away um, and start walking across the room. I, I love the idea of reading into how people react to panic. Yeah, I feel like, because you, you enjoyed the, um, the the old Assassin's Creed multiplayer where you I have did. to, the same, it's the same thing, you have to pretend to be an NPC and all the other players are doing the same thing, you're all hiding in crowds basically. Mm. Um, trying to hunt down one person while someone else hunts down you uh, and that has a bit of the same thing like you can walk up next to a crowd of people and you can you can kind of know, you get a feeling through like the radar that it gives you a general idea of where your target might be, so you go up and stand next to a crowd of people and they'll be in there, they'll be one of the like five people there and you'll just be like which, which one is it and then all of a sudden one of them will just like try to take off or mm. um you'll you, you know it's like a test of courage just to stand there you're like testing their panic response yeah um, or or annoyingly often testing their smoke bomb smoke, smoke bomb, bomb response. response yeah that was the worst thing um but yeah i like being on see i like these hide and seek kind of games where you're kind of trying to hide in plain sight I do the same thing in Dark Souls as well. You dress up as a pot, a plant pot or whatever, and just try try and wait it out and stay completely still whenever they come near you. Yes, I remember being a rat statue in that dungeon. Um, I think is that in Dark Souls Two? The, the rat, the Rat King Covenant. Yes, where yeah. it's like a dungeon other people have to run through, and I think the dungeon sort of you can configure it in certain ways yeah, but yeah. i never did any of that i just turned myself into a statue and hid amongst some other statues and jumped out at people and had an amazing time oh just making other people panic yep <laughs> oh but yeah i like those hidden rule things i think there's a good there's a good way of harvesting panic in people is to make them stand next to a dangerous thing for a long time yeah make them contain that panic Oh, Spy Party it seems so much more refined than Assassin's Creed. Like you know, Assassin's Creed multiplayer was fun, but it was always kind of messy. But they always had to do the kind of jumping around, running thing. And yeah. then, like if they got a run a run button in a game like that, it feels like yeah, a bit like it's missing the point. Mm. I should mention Murderous Pursuits, which um, is basically a a calmer version of Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Um, where you know you can jog a little, but there's no free running or anything. Um, but it's the same thing where people are disguising themselves as NPCs, and you've got to figure out who your target is while somebody's hunting you. That could be that's quite good at generating tense moments. But also, like 
incredibly silly moments like it'll it's a, a good game has this neat arc to it where or you know within a game there'll be lots of quiet skulking around you know you'll you'll be in an area with maybe four people who you expect could could be real and one of them will be your target and then one person will kick things off with a murder and everything will spiral off into this chain of <laughs> death and dancing because that's the thing in it you can dance over someone's corpse to get more points for killing them <laughs> but it gives you away uh, yeah but it gives you away <laughs> um, that's brilliant um what else what else makes you panic does hitman make you panic if you get caught um it's been it's been a very long time since i've got into hitman i kind of bounced off the um the, the new the latest one. iteration yeah uh, okay why uh, uh, this is the second time I've been asked this sort of podcast, <laughs> and the second time I have to say it, I can't remember. It was too long ago. Um, I can try and figure it out. It's probably all the slowness. Probably, I do get impatient with stuff. Um, I think maybe it was it was I wanted to feel like I was being creative rather than discovering rather than yeah walking about discovering what had already been set up for me yeah it is very limited it's much more limited than people make out for make it out to be it's definitely yeah. got you've got like five routes to go down you know apart from the apart from if you want to murder by a weapon or something kind of basic it's definitely it sets up all the blocks for you it doesn't let you play with the blocks yeah, it's just like this is the murder with a horse with a horse statue. This is the one where they're under a chandelier, and you know they are more inventive than that. They involve you know manipulating people to get into certain spaces. I think, um, but yeah, maybe I maybe I'm just too impatient for it. I think you are. That's why you always panic whenever you're faced with a couple of pistons <laughs> and an earthly. Pig beasts. Uh, what what else does make you panic then? What else have you got on your list? Uh, I've I've run out already. Oh come on! No, no, I did have something which was um, I like games that where the panic uh, is all within a pause. <laughs> so you get yourself into these these situations. I'm thinking of like Heat Signature, in which um, I think I think I've heard Tom Francis talk about how this is his design philosophy revolves around these moments of panics in which you're put in a situation in which it seems like you know you've just been discovered by a guard how on earth are you going to get out of this but you can just pause the game and you know protract your panic <laughs> across however long it takes you to figure out like you know and you know heat signature it's about finding solutions with these limited tools that you have. Actually, that might have been what Tom Francis' design philosophy was. Um, but yeah, you know, you might teleport, swap yourself with another guard who's two rooms away, or and you know, but then he's in front of another bunch of guards, so you have to shoot a window to explode your way out of the situation. That's not real panic. This is cool panic. This is like Indiana Jones panic, you know, when Indiana Jones is in a in a tight scrape and he doesn't really know what to do, so he just improvises, and it looks it looks like he's panicking, but he's also doing it really well. <laughs> doesn't I count. Think Indiana Jones had a pause button all along. <laughs> it doesn't count. I'm not counting this as panic. This is a true panic. But you know panic what I mean. That there are games that like like it's FTL. It puts you in a in a panicky situation. And yeah, I think I think I think that counts. I think the character. I think you can. Yeah, I think it sort of counts. The characters, I think, in the game probably feel under pressure. <laughs> but if you could pause and just breathe, maybe maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's they're just good games that are good at uh, distilling your panic and into a nice drinkable form. So that you fit, you actually feel okay about it. 
I used to panic a lot in Daisy because I wouldn't be able to know who was watching me and all the stress would build up over hours. And ah, then, yeah. And then when one bullet went off, I'd panic and I'd just, I'd just run for the nearest thing and the nearest thing would be the bush that I was getting shot from, you know? Hmm. I haven't told the story about how I got kidnapped in DayZ before, have I? All right, just let me get my <laughs> just let me get my slippers on here. <laughs> Go on, tell us the story about how you got kidnapped in DayZ. Okay, so I was playing with, I think it was just me and Pip, um, and this would have been three years ago or something, um, in which we've been, you know, DayZ has that long period at the start where you're trying to find each other and spend you know up to an hour or more shouting out landmarks at each other to eventually meet up so me and pip were over we we could hear each other over skype but we were failing to meet up or struggling to and so while we were talking um oh yeah and pip was streaming this that's a vital bit of information (laughs) I haven't found any weapons, I'm completely defenseless, and two uh, bandits appear and hold me at gunpoint. Bandits as in other human beings. Yep. And they don't kill me, which is it's good. Like I was about to say, all of the exciting moments in DayZ are when you get situations where people don't immediately kill each other, but I think this is the only time this actually happened. <laughs> um, and so... I'm trying to piece this together because this happened so many years ago. <laughs> but somehow they decide they're going to march me all the way across the map to to get to a certain place. <laughs> and like along the way I have to like this I I've got no idea who these people are. Like I I genuinely believe they're just people I've encountered, like random strangers I've encountered. And along the way, I, I think I'm starving at some point, so I have to beg them for food. And you know, <laughs> they give me food. And like this, this, they must have got me for, you know, half an hour <laughs> or more. Did they make you like drink lighter fluid and stuff that you can do in that No, game? no, they didn't torment me. It was, you know, we, we got, we actually sort of, we were chatting quite nicely. Um, it sounds they, like you've you know, got like Stockholm syndrome. Now. I was about to say it. It kind of was that, um, but yeah, eventually. And all this while, um, <laughs> I'm like relaying what's happening to Pip, who, um, yeah, that must have been it. Actually, I must have. I must have, like, because they could hear me talking to Pip, <laughs> and you know, the it was revealed that we were gonna we wanted to meet up and so they were marching me to a location to meet up with Pip (laughs) and so we finally get there um and like they're in a tree line and they tell me to walk forward past the tree line with my hands up um and Pip is there Pip is in this field um and Pip manages Pip hears their voices for the first time so far she's only heard mine and it turns out they're her friends, Craig and um, somebody who's forgotten. What? Who've <laughs> been watching Pip's stream. <laughs> they were watching Pip's stream, but somehow managed to find me and figured out <laughs> that that's what was going on. Um, so they didn't kill then, you because they knew they knew you were Pip's friend already, and they just kind of wanted to play a trick on you, or yeah, did they? That's, it. that's what it was. And then yeah, we met up danced a bit and then just played together for a couple of hours it's like the meanest trick you can play on someone in Daisy. imagine that happened in real life like you got kidnapped by two people and were <laughs> held at gunpoint and to- told to march across the map or like march across some fields and stuff oh, and, and then you fantastic. meet your friend and you think oh my god my friend is in danger here yeah. and they just walk up and say oh how are you doing craig i see you've met matt already <laughs> pip's reaction was priceless um, I'm glad you didn't panic in that situation because uh, it, it it worked out for you in the end. So yeah, keeping if I a cool head. Off, who knows what would have happened? Keeping a cool head and Daisy pays off. Panic and you get shot. Keep calm. By Pip's friends. And you get yeah, you get kidnapped by your mates. Um, sweet. Uh, <laughs> that was excellent. <laughs> 
let's let's uh, let's talk about panic a little bit later when we ask our uh, readers and listeners what that may what makes them panic. But for now, Matt, would you like to do a little quiz? Would you like I to would, do a game? I would love to do a little quiz. Okay. So, as as you may know, Matt, we at Rock Paper Shotgun get some emails which are not necessarily intended for us. I immediately know where you're going with this. We often get emails from players of games uh, intended for the developers, but they somehow mix up our email address with the developers and they send us an email about the game that they're having trouble with in some way or that they want to get support with. Uh, but uh, we get a lot of these emails and I have gotten to the habit of just f- filing them away in a folder because I think they're funny. <laughs> but then I, re- I realized I could, I could make something out of this. I could make something out of this. So we're going to play the people who think we've made the game quiz. <laughs> Where I will, I will read out the the body of an email to you, but I won't tell you what the game is. I'll either just call it the game or your game or whatever when they mention it. Okay. And you have to guess what game they're talking about. This is not an easy quiz compared to the other ones. <laughs> A lot of the time they barely say anything about the game. But sometimes they do. So, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I downloaded this game, and I'm wondering if there's an option to mute the game. It would be very enjoyable, thanks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It's not. It's Adventure Capitalist. Oh, of course. Here's the next one. Hi. I'm a customer of your game. What I want to say first, I'm a fan of your game, and I enjoyed to play it. But I have a problem. I bought your game at Steam, and here is the problem. I also want to play the game on my Nintendo Switch, but I don't want to spend 25 euros again. Maybe you're so friendly and send me a key or something. <laughs> what game is that person talking about? Is it Celeste? It's Dead Cells. Ah, oh, that's close. Mm. Is this bad? I feel bad. Why? For, I mean, it's it's entirely... Entirely anonymous, but it's entirely which... anonymous. Some of these people, um, I should say, English is obviously not their first language. Yeah, that's, so... that's the thought that occurred. <laughs> but uh, oh, so well. I don't want to make fun of them just having bad English. But I'm celebrating the poetry that they send us. Oh, that's I fair. feel like some of it is just wonderful. <laughs> um, and I should also say that I do reply to some of these whenever they feel like they're having a really big problem and tell them you, this isn't who you think it is. So That's responsible. Let, let's continue. In good, <laughs> in good faith, poking a bit of fun at people. Sorry for this way and my bad, bad English, but I think this is not for the forum. I can duplicate scopes. Step one, fire gun with scope. Step two, second gun without scope. Step three, draw the scope to the second gun. Now, one scope each gun. <laughs> so, player unknown's battlegrounds. It's not. Do you want to have another guess? Uh, uh well, games with scopes. Um, armor. It's scum. Uh, uh here's one. Where is the name changer button? Please, I need to change my name. My name is very bad. Weren't you really cruel to this guy? <laughs> tell them, tell, tell the listeners what you did. I didn't. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Just tell me what the game this is from. Oh, okay, it's um, uh, uh, Team Fortress Two. No, this is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh, for God's sake! Um, I did respond to this person, uh, but I asked him. I told him we can change his name, but it has to be between something like Super Gamer 420 and Anime is Life. Because um, I told him those were the only two names that we had. <laughs> and he chose Anime is Life. 
Oh no, he chose the other one. He chose the other one. Um, anyway, and then I did, and then I did come clean. I said, "Look, yeah, I'm sorry." Oh, it's so good. Uh, here's the next one. Fatal error? Is this a joke? I bought this game for fifty euros and I reset it five times. My game is still not working. Fear. This is a trick one because I don't actually know what game this is. They never mention it. <laughs> That's not what a trick question means. Well, I should say that probably ninety-five percent of that message was in all caps. <laughs> Here's one. In the kindergarten, it says to place wide curtains, but it won't let me because it doesn't fit. Tried the short wide curtains, which worked, but didn't count. That house painting game that looked really boring and had a boring name, but people were really into it. House. House. House Flipper. That's the one. It is House Flipper. Yes. Got it. Kinda. Here's a good one. For those who shall intend to do something about it. <laughs> I'm here because I love the game. And I don't want it to become like the other stupid games. I want it to be amazing. I spent the money in this game, a lot of money, and I don't want to lose it. There is that problem that will make me lose it since I'm trading this game in. And there is a problem in the talking chat to push button, or not push to talk button. It's all the same in this problem I've tried. What? What's this problem? Do you want me to explain this problem? He does go on, but I've cut it out for length. <laughs> I see. See. Is it Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? It is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, yes. Yes. Final one. I would like to ask if you have fixed a mistake where a shot was shot. You were lying and sleeping. Then I came to him and scrambled to him and could not kill. Thank you in advance. <laughs> oh, man. Um, scum. Again, I don't know what game this is talking about. <laughs> yeah, let's say scum. So there it is. The people who think we made the game quiz. Uh, it's it. If you're going to send us an email in error, make sure to mention what game it is that you need that you need help with. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, we we really can't help you, can we? Oh, bless them. So thank you to all those people who thought we made the game. I love the cheek of the fir- of the the person asking for a, a for a, another key so we can play Dead Cells on Nintendo Switch. Flamin gamer entitlement. Anyway, and the other person who says I'd love to be able to mute the music in Adventure Capitalist. <laughs> it's impossible. It can't be done. <laughs> like, come on. Ah, oh, anyway, that was it. Uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about what we've been playing. What have you been playing? I know what you've been playing. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like like many people, like Not everyone you. else. You bounced off it. No, I um, I played maybe forty five minutes of it, and I was kind of enjoying the people in it and the landscape and stuff but then the fighting and that the real game part of it began and i just uh i just put the pad down and said no no it's not for me it's not for me um i think the combat really annoyed me that's interesting like i found it it's not the most exciting thing in the world but it's it's functional it does what it needs to also I, i spend like as much time as i can assassinating people rather than fighting them full on because that's just generally better i mean i guess i do do that because it gets men out of the way quicker yeah which that's the thing if a game like i don't know i mean it's odd because it wouldn't it wouldn't work obviously if you didn't have people to fight and yeah, it, I I feel it, like I wouldn't have bounced off it as quickly if the man had died faster. I feel like I don't know what it is about games with swords and stuff, but I feel like if you stab someone with a sword, they should probably die like when you stab them with the sword once. But huh. 
there's something about my brain just says i just saw you get slashed with a sword why are you why does it take 10 more slashes to get you do you get that with bullets if if you shoot somebody and they duck behind a desk and 10 seconds later they're shooting back at you with full health does that bother you as well yeah i don't like spongy enemies Really but I, I, irritates I, me. I put I put all my f- shooty games down to easy because I think people should die quickly. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's fair. I was see, I was actually thinking because I agree with you with like bullet sponges are the worst. But I was thinking like in multiplayer games with regenerating health. If you shoot at somebody and say you're you're normally shooting at them, and you know they will die if you shoot at them for more than a second or two. But if you only shoot at them for half a second and then they duck behind a corner and are full health again, does that bother you? Um, I guess I, it doesn't bother me because I don't play a lot of those kind of competitive games. That makes sense. But if they do, if they're like cartoony things like Overwatch or something, it doesn't bother me because it's it's cartoon world. <laughs> but when it's not cartoon world, I feel like even in Destiny or something like that where there are shields and stuff, or, you know, if it's... If it's by itself an unbelievable kind of otherworldly place, then I can just go, oh, it's fine, bullets just don't do what they're supposed to do here. <laughs> but otherwise, a stabbing, a stabbing in the chest should should be someone down on the ground, really. If I get stabbed in the chest, come on, Matt, <laughs> if I stabbed you in the chest, you'd fall down, wouldn't you? I can't deny it. So, there we go. I think that's just what bothers me. It's such a it's such a niggling little thing. It's such a it's such a stupid thing to be annoyed about in a video game because video games, yeah, they they are going to make you slash people a lot of times. But I just yeah don't have the patience for it. You quite liked For Honor, didn't you? Yeah, but that did bother you in that. Mm, no, but I think maybe it should. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, maybe it it should. It should. <laughs> Maybe For Honor just tricked me because it, it is a competitive thing and it is about, it's a fighting game, you know? Like, I can play a fighting game. Like, if I play Tekken, one punch would also send me, me or you on the floor, probably. <laughs> but in a fighting Definitely. game, is about getting the bar of your one opponent down. It's not about killing ten people, you know, who are just cannon fodder anyway. And if they're cannon fodder anyway, why not just kill them off in one go? They're not serving any other purpose than to die, like uh, apart from giving you a challenge, I guess. What a shockingly cavalier attitude to NPC life. But yeah, but you, but you've been enjoying it. You've been like I have for the most part. So I'm I'm 18 hours in now, I think, and I am beginning to question what I'm doing, because. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have really enjoyed it. Um, mostly, I've just enjoyed riding th- across gorgeous landscapes. Um, and I think I think that is the main hook is ex- just exploring this beautiful, intricate, vast version of ancient Greece they've made, where like they've managed to make every island beautiful in its own way like i'm i'm really impressed with just how different everywhere looks while you know still still subscribing to the same broad themes of you know dappled sunlight and luscious vegetation but you know the vegetation is is different it's there's this there's this island with lots of this sounds really reductive now and I'm I'm spoiling the magic, but there's an island with lots of yellow flowers and one which is more purple. And I'm really I really appreciate that. Well I mean like it's it's nice for a video game not to have lava level, ice level, but to have yellow flower level, purple flower level. There are also lava levels. Oh yeah, fair enough. It's allowed. <laughs> um yeah, uh, Cassandra's or um, the voice actor's performance, whose name I've forgotten, uh, is is very good. Cassandra's a very uh, well. She's a very engaging character. I'm a bit scared of her, uh, <laughs> as you should be. Well, it's 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 interesting, and I've never really noticed this with Assassin's Creed games because I've never 
really properly engaged with the character. Like, I'm really bad at just skipping every cutscene and maybe skim reading dialogue, but a lot of the time I would have no idea where I was going, or I'd know where, but I wouldn't know why. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd wind up winding through conversations. Whereas this is the first time, I think because you're actually making choices now, like that's what it needs to be for me, is <laughs> uh, I need something to actually make... Do. I, yeah, I need to make a decision like so that I've got an incentive to listen to people's troubles. Yeah, it's kind of like if, you're, if you wanted to watch some people, if you wanted to watch a couple of people talking about things, you'd watch a movie, like, you know. Exactly. Um. So yeah, that's made me pay attention to Cassandra as a character in a way that I haven't previous characters. And it's like, because they will have all been like this. This is nothing new. It's just something that's only caught my attention now, which is that they're ostensibly good people that do really bad things. And obviously they're, <laughs> they're, they're assassins. That's the whole deal. But it's interesting just how cavalier but sometimes kind Cassandra is. Like, she's very quick to be like, yeah, I'll kill them. Like, you know, somebody's stolen a <laughs> valuable pot of somebody else. And she's just like, oh, so you want me to, to kill them? <laughs> and sometimes the people are like, well, you know. <laughs> that's right because everybody gives this same response or, or seems to which is like well if you need to kill him I guess <laughs> there's nobody ever protests and says oh Jesus don't kill them just go and I... rough them up a bit or scare them come on I think some people do but you never I... pay attention to it maybe <laughs> I've definitely heard heard many times uh, you know an ambivalent stance towards towards murdering and like I guess with previous games you were uh... I mean, maybe not with like the individual people squabbles that you're resolving. Although even then, I think you probably were. There was this oppressive force that you were fighting up against, right? You were the you were the underdogs. In this, you're <laughs> well, you're stabbing soldiers in a war, um, and you know you're not even committed to one side of that. You're a mercenary. You you fight for whichever side is going to give you better loot. Um, and so, yeah, there's this interesting disconnect between Cassandra as the, the person who's, you know, cute with kids and will, you know, fetch uh, pretty stones for them so that they can decorate their clay models. And, yeah, the Cassandra that will butcher a load of people and then sit down for a chat on a beach next to these <laughs> decaying corpses. <laughs> Um, yeah, the video game characters are like this, aren't they? They're just... I often find that they don't do it in a perfect way. Like, I mean, like, you can watch Tony Soprano doing something brutal and then being, like, trying to take care of his children or whatever and be like, okay, human beings are a bit like that. They kind of, like, act on circumstance. They don't have a set personality. But, um, with video games characters, it's so much more stark, like the contrast. Yeah. So it's harder to, because obviously you'll get a cutscene and then the next thing you will be driving a sword into someone's head. Yep. It's just press, <laughs> press the ravaging destru destruction button or the, <laughs> the playing with kids button. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that they haven't, maybe they haven't quite gotten around that yet. But maybe they don't need to for an Assassin's Creed game. People probably know what they're getting when they go in. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, like I say, I've, I'm sure, you know, Ezio and Bayek and all the other characters whose names I've forgotten were equally equally <laughs> psychopathic. Although, no, no, I do come back to, to the idea that there is, this is a little more unhinged in that. Like, you know, there's a secret cult that you're fighting and they're, you know, clearly evil. They wear snake masks uh, and and kill people with snakes but most of the yeah most of the time you just you're just killing people that are getting on with their lives 
Or ban well, actually you do kill a lot of bandits, and I guess bandits are fair game. Bandits are always fair game. <laughs> I mean in an ancient world which can't support a proper prison system, maybe. I don't know. I guess that's alright. If there are people that are just gonna go around killing, you can you can sort them out. Although that that is the other thing. I am a depressing number of quests boil down to bandits done a thing, go get the bandits. Or a bear. I've fought so many bandits and bears. Um, I don't know why I continue to. Although I do know a bit of why I continue to, which is I'm leveling really slowly. Mm, um, delicious leveling up. So this is where we get into the, the big controversy around the relatively slow pace of leveling and how that can be, yeah, helps long with paying for an XP booster. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so what you, you just? How much does it cost to get your XP boosted? I think it's ten quid or eight quid. Um, about that. Um, and it's it's interesting because uh. I was I was playing it on the press account and I could activate the super fancy version that like comes with all of this stuff and decided not to because like that thing in games where they give you a chunk of XP and stuff. Um, like that's that's always silly because either the game's being designed with without those things in mind and you should be you know facing challenges in an underprepared state or you're in a sorry you should be facing challenges at the right level without all this bonus stuff and so i you know decided not to go for the the option that gave me this permanent xp boost but now i really wish i had because Less so because um, you get abilities slowly, um, although you do get them relatively slowly. I'm essentially fine with the pacing of it. Like you know, I've been playing for eighteen hours and I'm level thirty now. I, I yeah, I quite like having something to look forward to. Um, I'm not chomping at the bit for the next one. The problem is fighting people that are levels above you or even one level above you is just tedious um yeah. because they just have more health yeah so it doesn't like it doesn't or more skilled or anything it's just it's just a bigger health bar to shoot yeah it, it doesn't change the game in an interesting way it just makes it more drawn out and to follow the main quest path um you have to stop and do side quests like to to keep your level up which you know would would also be fine if they were consistently interesting um but like i say Bandits and bears. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know, because I, I still, you know, I'm looking forward to jumping back into it this evening. But I guess I'm, I'm looking forward to roaming around a bit more on my horse. Yeah, I feel you. This sounds like pretty, um, yeah, it sounds like a pretty, not standard but very common kind of video gamey complaint. I guess so. They've destinyized Assassin's Creed. It is exceptionally basically. pretty. That's my mind keeps going back to that. I've taken so many screenshots. I've got my um desktop background are like holiday photo these really good dramatic holiday photos from New Zealand <laughs> and I'm gonna replace them all with <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I did like when I for the brief time I played was when I, I put the pad down for a second. And um, the idle animation involves your ego coming down and landing on your arm. And I just thought, oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. <laughs> uh, and that was the one thing that I, can, that I thought was brilliant. And then I turned it off. <laughs> Fought some bandits and turned it off. I'm, I, I definitely don't regret now not continuing based on what you've said. Because it sounds like it's exactly not the game for me. Yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, I mean, there are there are... There are some interesting characters. Um, I've been chatting to Socrates, which I was excited about. Um, though I guess I should have seen that they weren't going to go into any anything <laughs> particularly meaty and pretty much this treat is... him as a... He's a cameo. This is not a game about philosophy, Matt. Well, he's... <laughs> Sorry. You do multiple quests for him in which he'll you, you seem you know to... he'll make gestures towards interesting moral conundrums. I'm sorry, you seem to want Assassin's Creed one. 
when they talk when they have a f- bit of philosophical banter after every murder but you can't get <laughs> oh, that in this one that. but yeah he's, he's kind of treated as a like Cassandra's always annoyed with him whenever he shows up because he's just doing these twee little morality puzzles like um you just... <laughs> oh yeah there's 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 quite a fun like is Socrates stalking you um thing that's never explicitly mentioned but he does just show up um like you'll be talking to somebody and go away and Socrates will appear and be like oh I just overheard you had to make an interesting moral decision um but the decision is just like do you kill this I think it specifically it was do you kill this guy and a slave remains a slave forever or do you kill a random woman and free the slave which Hmm. is fairly easy yeah, the slave can always get out later, can't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is the so, random yeah. woman truly random? Like, just a um, lady who goes about her life? I'm trying to remember how much attention I paid. Or is she bad? Is she a bad lady? She's a bad well, lady. Well, the, the, the person is a member of a... That wants you to kill the person is a member of the cult. So, she's probably good... I think she just, you know, mildly annoyed him in some way. So she must die. Yep. That sounds pretty straightforward. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I'm glad you are liking it more than I did. Uh, but let's see. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about Socrates anymore. Forget him. We're running out of time. So oh, yeah. let's see what our readers have said about um, panicking yeah so we asked uh what game makes you panic basically we posted it with a picture of one of the kerbals from kerbal space program screaming inside a inside a spaceship uh because that i feel like that's a good representation of panic definitely is Uh, the game of life is the first response I've read. That's fair. That's very fair. Keep talking and nobody explodes is something that a f- couple of people have said. Uh, oh, I love that game. Diet Vox Pop says that. And oh. so does Strixel. Uh, yeah. Can we briefly say what that is? Because I love it. Yeah, exp- so, explain it. <laughs> it's a cooperative game where one person is ideally wearing a VR headset and can see this bomb in front of them. And the other players that you can play with as many as you like have this like physical copy of the instruction manuals for how to disarm the bomb. So they have to, as the bomb is you know ticking down, they have to relay <laughs> instructions to this guy. As I mean, yeah, what what situation could be better for setting up? <laughs> yeah, it's a very panicky kind of thing. Um, as the the thing is ticking down. It's another one where the more you panic, the more you're likely to mess it up. So you have to really keep a cool head. Um, if you're panicking and shouting things that don't make sense then the the bomb diffuser is not going to the panic is probably going to catch as well when when your advisors tell you different things (laughs) and are disagreeing (laughs) with each other as you're just sitting there you can't see anything if you're in VR oh my god I I can't imagine playing that with more than two people like one one diffusing the bomb and one reading the book because more people than that would just be too much See, I've I've always played it with um at least three and generally more, and you, know, uh, you you end up sort of dividing the tasks between you, and then one person gets stuck, and everybody else like crowds around them with you know all peering over at this oh one God. sheet. No, it's fantastic. Uh, what else have people said? Um, let's see. XCOM two says Sim Sismisternoth. I don't know how to say your name. Sismernoth. XCOM 2, you never have the time to do the things, and rushing makes you make mistakes. I agree. There's a thing, like, when you panic and you rush, you you screw things up. It used to happen to me in Dark Souls all the time. It's like getting annoyed and you just tilt, and you start panicking more and more. That's true, but this is a that's a turn-based thing, and as you've forbade them from... You, you forbade people from panicking in... <laughs> no, I, I forbade people panicking in games where you can pause so maybe this counts and maybe it doesn't oh it's a loophole 
Um, I didn't say it was um, Krizyak Zaranko who said the game of life. That's not how you pronounce his name, I'm sorry. Um, someone saying dead space. Uh, Hollow Bear says dead space. It's intense. And Pete Bloxham says Half Life 2, everything about the fast zombies in Ravenholm. They, they seem designed to make you fire wild and waste ammo. Ah, oh, they were good. I I thought those when I was 10, so I'd have definitely been panicking. Yeah, that feels like panic. I remember playing through that with a friend sat by me, and um, at a really tense moment, my cat scratched him <laughs> on his feet. <laughs> Remember to say it's the most terrifying moment of his life. That's excellent. Uh, Charles Williams says that moment in chess when you see an inevitable checkmate and they're terribly Right, right, right. We need to clear this up, okay? <laughs> Charles, I know you, all right? <laughs> ah. He mentions chess every time we ask a question. <laughs> every every question we ask, it's like, what game makes you scared? What game do you think is really fun? It's like, it always says chess. Charles, I see you, okay? I'm going to talk to you about this. All right? I like it, Charles. Keep it up. Um, Christian Roth says, nuclear throne when reaching the throne room after countless attempts and feeling unprepared and overwhelmed. I'll never forget the panic before killing myself with a clumsy grenade launch. Uh, I feel that, and I feel like that panic also extends to dead cells. When I'm fighting a boss in dead cells, and I'm just just start mashing buttons rather than actually thinking through what I'm doing. Mm. Yeah, that's a, a zone I've been in. Uh, Johan Hals says there's nothing quite like being shot at in Plunkbat. Being shot at in Plunkbat, excuse me. It's true. Although your panic usually doesn't last very long. <laughs> um. <laughs> Gongburn, HWZ, Howes says, overcooked when you forget to assign a KP and the panic spills over into a debate about in real life kitchen tidying politics. <laughs> What's a KP? What does that mean? I, I don't know, but that is... Kitchen porter. A nightmare yeah. scenario. <laughs> your kitchen porter. I don't know what a KP A disagreement means. over to the etiquette of how to deal with your kitchen porter. <laughs> I don't think I've got any more. Just people saying games. Christo says XCOM. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't kind XCOM after thinking about it. It doesn't feel panicky to me. All right. Feels That's... like it's it's tempered panic, you know. You do get to plan things even in a bad situation. See, I don't. That's true, but I don't think. I don't think planning removes panic. I think it does. Imagine if three people came out of a dark alleyway at night and came at you with a hammer, right? And then you could just go, stop, and everything froze, and you went. All right. I would freak. The hell? Oh yeah, you'd be freaking out, you'd be freaking out, you'd be freaking out, right? But after a while, you could formulate a plan and you could maybe, you know, unpause because you knew you'd have to deal with it, wouldn't you? It's true. So the panic can be totally dissipated if you just give it, give things enough time. What was it? Panic plus time equals no worries. <laughs> That's the formula, right? <laughs> But I guess, I guess the point is that there is there is still is panic in those games. Yes. And the space bar is or the pause button is how you how you deal with it. You're right. Um Zappy Raptor also says Duskers, you could cut the tension with a knife. It's horrible. They say. Um Ian Walsh says that moment in Free Space 2 when the Sanath Sathanas first looms out at you through the fog. I still remember the blind panic of shouting, pull up, pull up. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, some flying games and stuff, I think, definitely definitely merit some panic. Cool. Well, that's great. Thank you for your panicked replies. They were actually all very well 
written and very calm. We don't know that. Some of these people could have guns to their heads. There's somebody out there that every time we ask a question kidnaps people and puts them in a room. Forces them to respond to our nonsense. You have such a dark imagination, Matt. Uh, anyway, thank you for thank you for listening to our podcast about panic. If you've got a theme or a topic that you want to uh, suggest, you can do that. Podcast at rockpapershotgun.com is the email address you want to send that to. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at rockpapershot. We're also on YouTube at rockpapershot. Our video team is making more and more videos every day, and they're good, so check them out. And Matt, you're also on Twitter, aren't you? I am. I'm at Coxx, which is C-O-C-C-Y-X-X. And I'm Brendy underscore C. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week when we'll talk about something less panicky. <laughs> you tried to get us, but it didn't work. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>